Happy Hour, a work, culture, and lifestyle show. We're your hosts. I'm Brittany Bowery. And I'm Penny Blackwell. If you like our show, you should rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Penny, how are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. You can be honest, but everybody wants to know the truth. How are you? Everybody likes authenticity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was saying to my friend today, I'm not bad, but I'm definitely not good. Yeah, right. (laughs) There's like nothing to look forward to. Everything sucks. And I'm just like, it just takes one tiny thing for me to fly into the worst (laughs) mood. Oh, no. Like just, it's very embarrassing actually. And then five minutes later, I'm like, I'm so sorry about that. I... I knocked that uh, glass over. It didn't even break. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean. I feel like we're all so on edge. It's like anything just tips us straight over, straight over the edge, you know? We're like hanging off of it. Um, Yeah. I think that there are some people who can relate. I know that I can. Um, (laughs) I mean, I, I, I would say I'm maybe a little less less edgy than you are right now. Less but who rage. knows? But who, yeah, le- a little less rageful. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, who knows, you know, things change fast, don't they? Yeah, exactly. They do. You can be as angry as me. Exactly. Um, I feel like also, I got the COVID vaccine <gasps> last Friday. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> it was really That's funny because cool. I got the vaccine in the morning. The plan was to go to Brittany's house in the afternoon, record the podcast and then have a few drinks. But instead we were both just like, I walked into Brittany's store and we both just looked at each other and we were like, let's just skip to the drinks. That's like, right. Yeah, right. We should we should tell people what happened last week because we did miss yeah. last week. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> basically we were just like, we just need to have some, a couple of alcoholic beverages and shoot the shit as they say. Yeah. And it have was a gas bag. I mean, like, we didn't really have any material either, I feel, for the yeah. pod. Yeah. I was really clutching at straws. Have you seen that episode of Sex and the City where she tries to write a story about men as socks? Yeah. I felt like that. I was, like, looking at my post-it notes and I was like, do these symbolize something? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Maybe the, the way that they're put on the wall. Yeah. It's like yeah, they're, form, they're making a formation of Yeah. Something. What is a lifestyle? But then I was also on this huge high from having the first COVID vaccine. I was like, well, hey. So yeah. We, did, we just had drinks. Yeah. It was it was off, uh, the, uh, off the chain. Off the chain. How are you, Britt? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, I uh, I have that similar feeling that I really, I was saying this morning, which I think we've said before to each other that like, we just really deserve the weather to be a little bit better right now. You know, <laughs> as a society, like yeah. everybody deserves better weather than it is currently. Um, but it's not atrocious. And I'm a very weather, I mean, as we said many times before, very weather oriented, both Penny and mm-hmm. I, um, we're all very obsessed with how, you know, when the sun's coming out at what hour what time the cloud it's the whole thing and uh lately it's been really up in the air so I guess that's really been throwing me off a little bit Mm. you know because usually I would actually say that usually in Germany the weather's like fairly predictable like if they say it's going to be 15 degrees it's going to be 15 degrees really not lately but usually (laughs) I would say yes lately it's been a whole 
nightmare. Like they tell you it's going to be 12 degrees. All of a sudden it's 18, you know? And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm happy it's 18 degrees, but I would have planned something differently, you know? I Yeah. I've been saying that. I'm like, how, what is the point of sunny 18 degree weather yeah. if I don't know about it? And exactly. I was like ranting to my boyfriend and I was like, nobody tells you that this is going to happen. And he's like, Penny, they don't know. <laughs> nobody like, knows. They have one job <laughs> to flip it. <laughs> tell tell us Penny what the weather what the is weather going is. to be. <laughs> oh, I love theory. that. I tell oh. you what. That's hilarious. Anyway. Um, I actually do think we've got a pretty fun episode in our hands. So do I. So let's just jump in. Let's do it. Work. Okay. So I don't want to talk about work. It's not. (laughs) It's not because there's nothing but like, it's not because work is bad. Actually, work is fine. But Mm -hmm. I just don't want to talk about it. I love it. Let's talk about something else. (laughs) Except for I'm going to bring a work topic up. But that'll be fine. And you should. You'll love it. That keeps the integrity of this segment. You talk about work. But I'm going to talk about um, friendship. So Mm. I read this article on The Atlantic and it was about friendship and it was kind of an annoying article. It was one of those things like, do you need more friends? Go hang out with (laughs) your church group. And I'm just like, that's such stupid advice, especially in a pandemic. Yeah. Um, Anyway, there was this great pull quote, which I'm going to read to you. Decades of research have shown that it is almost impossible to be happy without friends. Friendships account for almost 60% of the difference between happiness between individuals, no matter how introverted or extroverted they are. So I'll link to that article in the show notes. Wow. But um, I thought I would would give Penny's guide to making friends. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to hear this. Because I make friends really easily and I also have this um, a quite an unfortunate magnetism, which is <laughs> lonely people around the world who have no other friends gravitate towards me like a moth to a flame. Like they just, they've got my number and they're calling it. And so <laughs> I'm hoping they're all listening and here are some tips to get your own friends. <laughs> oh, my God, Penny, you're... Fucking okay. hilarious. Shouldn't All right. have said that, but let's give it a go. <laughs> but this By is- the way, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, nothing. <laughs> um, by the way, this is a little bit like dating stuff advice. So oh, let's, yeah. let's have at it. So overall, put yourself out there and allow interested parties to return interest. Don't push your interest if you're not getting any return signals. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. don't get too hung up on disappointments. Just jump in at any time, by the way, Brit. You're also really good at making friends. Yeah. I would say, though, what I do <laughs> is often, if I get really, ex- like if I meet someone and I'm like, oh my God, this person's so cool. Oh, yeah. And I think we yeah. could be like really good friends. I totally come on extremely strong. I'm like, so why are we going to hang out? Are we going to hang out? And then I dial it back once I realize I'm being weird. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah. And then it all kind of usually works out if it's meant to be, you know? That's right. Yeah. So totally sometimes coming on too strong is adorable. And as I long like as to it's come not on like too strong. continued just like pressure and exactly. weirdness. Yeah. Exactly. You, you put it all out there. You put it on the line. You're like, I think you're hilarious. Can I have your phone number? Do you want to go 
have a hilarious drink somewhere. Yeah. And if they give you the side eye and they're like, okay, and then you send them one message and they're really slow to respond, it's probs a no, just let it go. Yeah. Okay? Move on. That's it. So secondly, keep in mind that people, even during a pandemic, might actually have a very busy social work or personal schedule. For example, my personal schedule is very busy. I set aside four days a week for myself, nights, um, to just no social schedule um, so that I can read books and stuff. So, <laughs> so I don't have any more space for any more friends, okay? That might <laughs> seem like I have a lot of time in my schedule, but I don't. I've got Brittany and that's enough. <laughs> I feel like, is this a PSA? Are you, do you have too many too many people wanting to be your friend right now? Yes, I okay. do. Okay, interesting. And two of them live in my building and I feel stalked and harassed. We well, better hope anyway, they don't listen to the podcast. I'm sure they don't. One You're like 55. <laughs> fair enough. Um, then I, this is legitimate advice. So I'll go back to the legitimate advice and less about the PSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look for the signs that the other person, like your potential new friend, do they have an opening? So, Mm. for example, have they moved to a new city? Have they become single? Maybe one of their friends has moved away or gotten married or had a baby. Actually, friends who've just gotten married or have had babies are excellent. Uh, Well, sorry, those people tend to leave other people behind. Mm. And so their friends are excellent targets. (laughs) <laughs> I just can't get over how great this is. It's like <laughs> f- targets. They're a great yeah. friend target. They're a great friend target. You gotta look for the opening. Aim and fire. All right. Um, so then also don't put them on the spot. So I had someone actually ring my buzzer the other day and kind of like I just was not expecting it and I just had to say no, yes. No, no. And I was like, I feel like you're literally it was just so, it gave me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. So just keep it to text messages, keep it to phone calls and only one or two. Don't go wild. Go for it. And exactly like that's the thing with the not putting people on the spot. Also, if you're like at a, par- well, I don't know, no one's going to parties, but let's say you're somewhere and you meet someone and you think, hey, I'd like to hang out with this person. Don't like badger them into putting a date in the calendar yes. you know, right away. Like it's, yeah. it's a slow, you got to play a little bit cool, you know? Play it cool for Pete's sake. Yeah. Um. Oh, actually, this was meant to be my first point, but somehow it's at the bottom. This is probably more positive. Think about what you want in a friend. Like don't just try and be friends with everyone because you're a bit lonely and you have a spot in your schedule. Actually think about what you want. So, for example, I like someone who writes back to my messages in a timely manner. I give them four to seven hours and then after that, dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I also like to have someone who loves to gossip over wine. Mm -hmm. If you are against gossip, you can't be my friend. Gossip is one of my favourite activities. Someone who has their life mostly on track so that they can give me advice. (laughs) otherwise because I really need a lot of of, of advice and then also someone who has their emotional shit together so there's not like too much drama because as we know I bring the drama so you you know like (laughs) enough for two people I can't handle anyone else's drama basically yeah that's my guide to my my low-key guide to friendship 
I like that. I mean, I think that it is super important, like, uh, especially, um, I mean, it's really interesting friendship. I mean, friendship is, like you said, super simple or similar, sorry, to dating. Mm. And and therefore, in a freaking pandemic, it's also really tough. Like, I've found myself really not meeting up with people who I don't really know super well. Mm. Um, you know, so that's also, you need to respect those boundaries that people might have. Although things are opening up and it's getting nicer outside, so you can do more of that kind of stuff. But mm. the more kind of the more that this sort of the time that you're spending with people is becoming like less and less, the more, of course, picky and choosy you are about who you spend your time with. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's like super, it's super important to think about what makes a good friend for you. Cause for everybody, it's going to be different, you know, mm. it's, um, but yeah, some like, I'm not interested in just like you, I'm not interested in people that are going to, um, kind of like, like I want someone also who has their life relatively in order. You know what I mean? Like, just, I don't want to be the one who's like always, I don't know, having to pick up the pieces or whatever. Exactly. I mean, like, I feel like those slots in the car park. So imagine your friendship circles and your family, it's all a car park and there's cars parked in every slot. Mm -hmm. I feel like the slots for drama, they're taken up by my family. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> if there's going to be drama, that's my family. With my friends, I want things to be relatively chill. Yeah. Um, Love that. But also I was going to say like a lot of these articles, I've, I've read a couple of articles lately about how to make friends because I'm like just curious about what experts think is the right call. Um, mm. And a lot of them are like, show vulnerability. You know, go ahead and tell them a personal anecdote. And I was like, okay, but with boundaries. Yeah. Like I have met a lot of people in my time who are like, hi, my name is Vincent. My mom died when I was two and my dad died afterwards. And now I have uh, issues and I'm like, oh boy, this is going to (laughs) be no offense, Vincent, but this doesn't sound fun for me. Totally. But then there's the other side of it, isn't it? (laughs) No, but there's the other side of the, well, I mean, it's a bit harsh, but (laughs) there's the other side of the coin there where I've met with people in like a one-on-one scenario or just like a small group. And you're like, you know, how's it go? What do you do for a living? Or you're like trying to get to know them and they give you no nuggets, nothing, you know? They're just like, oh, I work at this design agency. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, you know, do you like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or whatever. And it's just like, it's like, you got to tell me like, give me something a little bit that I can like grab hold of and connect with. I think that's the thing that people often forget. Those things don't just happen that we find things that we are have in common you have to tell you have to yeah give some things 100%. away yeah that is a hundred percent right Britt because oh my god I uh on one of my favorite podcasts the other day the girls were like we're the sort of people that can like beat a good conversation out of anyone and I feel like right Britt and I are a little bit like that and it just leaves the other person to they think we're gonna do all the work for them and I'm like no tell yeah. me something I mean, yeah. a really good example of this actually is when I met um, my current boyfriend, Jed, and I asked him what he does for a living and he was like, well, I'm a developer, but I, um, I'm i not really super passionate about it. I'm a little bit like at a cross crossroads right? Um, in terms of what I really want to do with my life. And I was like, great. So that's the exact amount of vulnerability. It gives me yeah. a little bit of direction. So I can be like, oh, that's interesting. Like where, where else would you see yourself? Like mm-hmm. what else could we talk about here? Um, so that's yeah, a perfect I mean, example. 
it, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just thought of that one. I might have to <laughs> check if he's okay with me saying that on the air. But um, we can talk to Kit about that later. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Great topic, Penny. I'm really happy that you brought Thanks. that up. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a really quick work topic because I think that I'm just really curious about this and I've been thinking a lot about it lately and I'm curious of your opinion. So the topic that I'm going to talk about or that we can discuss is should you or should you not worry about your competition or think about your competition or research your competition or, you know, like what's the boundary there? And I'd like to preface before we get started to talk about this. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about if you are in a field um, where you're offering like a client services offering, right? So I'm not talking about like you're building a product, a a thing, or you're, you know what I mean? I'm talking about like client services stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So your Mm -hmm. offering is more malleable, let's say. So I think there are two kind of schools of thought around this that I can, you know, (laughs) I mean, both it's like yes and no. So the first one, I feel like people are saying you need to know what your competitors are doing so that you can, you know, uh, uh, stand out from them. You can take advantage of their weaknesses. You know, you can change your offering so that it's unique. Ba ba ba. Yada yada. Right. Then the other side, the other other people are saying, you know, don't worry about your competitors. Do what you do best. Work, like focus on yourself and your, you know your offering and making it the best you can make it, yada, yada. Um, you know, stay true to you and don't get distracted kind of thing. So what is what is your feeling? I think that the people that, uh, unfortunately, the tendency is that the people that look, look at their competitors a lot end up turning into their competitors. It's almost like they yes. can't see another option for how you should approach something. Oh, so I think. Yes. Uh, there's got to be some way that, um, like, you can get. I I almost want to ask someone to look at my competitors for me, yeah. just to check if we're doing the exact same thing. Totally, you know what I mean? Yeah. But otherwise, I would personally never look at my competitors. I'm of that philosophy as well. Like, I don't want to know about it, and the, there's a few reasons why. Firstly, honestly, it makes me anxious. Like yeah. when I'm. Like, you know, and of course, in my line of business, there are a ton of competitors in content strategy and they're all making content. So they're very visible. Right. So it's like, um, you know, when I start diving into that, I just get anxious and I'm like, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing enough. I'm not, you know, whatever. Oh, my God, Brit. (laughs) How have we not talked about your content lab? Guys, (laughs) did you know that Brit has launched the most incredible flippin' Would you say it's like a video course program thing? It's called yeah. a content lab. Yeah. It's my content it is lab. so good. I like Brittany's one girl and woman <laughs> and her boyfriend does some of the things for her. But, I mean, it looks so professional. Sorry, when I say your boyfriend does some things for you, I mean like just he he picks up some of the slack, obviously, and 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 he puts the video editing. No, for sure, together, we built this thing together for sure. It was a t- it was definitely like two person, like attack yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but it's incredible. Tell every- just do a quick pitch. Break. Okay, That's really quick. Thing is- in case you're Sorry. wondering about it, so basically this is like my consulting that I do for um for B two B organizations around content strategy. It's all of that kind of like 
best of packaged up into kind of like an easy to digest everything you need to know about content and how mm-hmm. to actually, and you actually like in the program, it's an online course, of course, or an online video, <laughs> an online video format. Um, and through the videos, you actually develop your own content strategy. And then basically there's also live coaching sessions with me while you're rolling it out. So it's it's really helping you not only establish a strategy that makes sense for your business, but also helping you with those like annoying kind of like distribution things and mm. all those, all the stuff around it. The fiddly it. bits. The fiddly bits. Yeah. So I launched mm-hmm. it last week and I'm super excited about it. I have, um, I, you know, I got some people signed up and I, you know, got as... She eclipsed her goal. I eclipsed my goal. I did. That was really cool. I had a goal and I got more than my goal. So that was really awesome. And then, yeah, so it's all kind of coming together. It was a really big project that when I, whenever I was talking about procrastination a couple of weeks ago, that was what it was about because yeah, I was just yeah. like, let's do this. Um, so yeah, it's finally out. And um, I am so exciting. proud of you, Britt. I, Thanks, I feel like Ken. Britt's one of those people who like, sorry if, to make this the Britney show, but um, I feel like she's just been casually talking about this <laughs> for quite a while and we've had little chats about it here and there. And then she launches the landing page and I'm like, Brittany, are you Google? Like this looks like <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe just I'm just in so much admiration. So Thank maybe you. sign up for Brit's next cohort or however it works. Yeah, I mean, I I'm going to do another, I'll be doing kind of like regular webinars where I'll talk more about it and also do some like some coaching and giving some like good content advice in there as well. So you can sign up for the next event and find out more about it. That'd probably be the best. Or you just reach out to me and we chat about it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Plug over. Just so I plug. Great. We have our own podcast. We should be allowed to plug one thing. That's true. That's true. One thing. One thing. 83 episodes. One thing. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You're right, Penny. We're we're not. uh, Yeah. Anyway. So back to the topic. So the, the things that, so it makes me anxious when I'm thinking about my competitors. It really, really does. Like even, I mean, yeah. So it makes me anxious. That's the first thing. The second thing that I think it does is it distracts me from my own goals. All of a sudden I'm like, yes what are they doing? Oh, I should probably do that or something yes. like it, blah, blah. And it's then ultimately, confusing. ultimately, like you exactly said, that's what I, what I was thinking too. It's like, I start to behave like them and I start to do the same things. It's it's a very natural human behavior, by the way. When you, like, think about when you hang out with someone a lot. Yeah. You know how people oh. start to, like, mimic the way, like, I start talking <laughs> like I Penny ever? when I, yeah, like, I start using her little mannerisms and her, like, like, this is what happens. It's very, very normal. So if you're obsessed with your competitors and that's all you're looking at, you might turn into them, you know, and yeah. that's not what you want. You can't really be a pioneer if you're constantly looking around you. You need to like forge forward. And the way that I, I was actually talking to a client about this the other day. And the way that I would approach this is like, just continually focus on your strengths yeah, and know how to leverage them, figure out new ways to leverage them. Yeah. Um, because the thing about competitors is like you might see, for example, like Britt might have seen a really great content strategy course online. Mm-hmm. It's a video course. She participated and she was like, that was really good. Um, but the person that was running that course might have had a very specific set of strengths. Yeah. Like, for example, maybe they were really highly skilled in 
SEO or maybe they had, uh, you know, 15 years of experience running digital marketing at some big corporate, whereas Brit is a totally different market. Brit's much more um, the sort of market where you come in, but her market is coming in at the early stages of a business, a growth mm-hmm. stages. Mm-hmm. So, like, that could really confuse you being like, oh, okay, well, actually, maybe I need to think about a different audience and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, think yeah. about your strengths. Um, exactly. And, and think about what they can do for you. Totally. And there's nothing wrong with looking to people for inspiration, but I mm. would kind of encourage you to look outside of Agree. your industry, outside yeah. of your competitors, you know, look at other, what are other creative people doing? What are, you know, that's a great place to find inspiration. Yeah. And also talk to people that are way outside. Like I yeah. love talking to my mom about business because <laughs> she, after all these years, poor thing, she has no idea what I do. She's like, she's an engineer. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> it's very cute. Um, but I talk to her about things and she's like, well, in my day, I would have just picked up the phone and called. And I'm like, honestly, oh. I'm going to do that in this right? particular scenario. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's better to get like broad, uh, like out of industry inspiration totally. instead of obsessively watching competitors. To wrap up this segment, I'd like to tell you, Penny, um, I was talking to my dad yesterday and would you like to know the funniest uh, thing that he said? I would like, okay, there should actually, we should start should be a, segment a segment called What Our Dad Said This Week. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have something every week. Gary Sr. and Peter. Yeah, Gary Sr., my dad, he Mm -hmm. told me uh, yesterday, we were talking, I was trying to explain to him what I, this whole program thing that I launched (laughs) with to no avail. And um, he said, well, yeah, Brit, uh, the internet seems to be the place to be these days. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, so cute. Holy I just burst out moly. laughing and I was like, Dad, you are not wrong. All right. Darn tootin'. Darn tootin', You Dad. know, Gary Senior, he's got his hand on the pulse. <laughs> I, Brittany and I were talking about the idea of getting my dad and her dad together, like on a, not in a sexual way, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, you know, bring them to Berlin and Have like a we could holiday. do a sightseeing tour. Like yeah. Brit, Gary, Peter and Penny, <laughs> take Berlin. We'd have a oh, great old time. I bet that would be very cute. Yeah. Ooh, dads. Culture. I've got something to tell you, Brit. And I don't <gasps> okay. know how to say this okay. because it's going to come across as a little, little, I don't know, like you guys might not understand. Okay. But I think I might be a genius at brunch. <laughs> I think I actually I have can attest a to that. Special talent. Yeah. It's brunch specific. Yeah. And I'm starting to wonder, maybe this should have been in my work section actually. I'm starting to wonder, have I missed my calling? Mm. Because I don't think I I don't think I could go and open a cafe and cook brunch for everyone. I'm not very organized and I get confused easily. But what I was thinking is, is there such job as like brunch menu consultant? <laughs> I think there is. There are men. I mean, you could develop a menu. You could be a menu kind of, you know, menu choreographer. Lady. Yeah, menu choreographer. Mm-hmm. Because, and the reason I'm thinking about this is, side note, this is a show recommendation. If you have Apple TV or Apple TV Plus or some yes, kind of I've Apple. Yes, i got that. Yeah. There's a show called Servant or The oh. Servant. It looks really scary, but it's actually quite ironic and hilarious. And the one of the guys in the show is like a 
menuologist. He's ah. a chef that designs menus. And I'm like, I could do that for brunch and I could single-handedly you could. save Berlin yeah. from oh, the recession. God. Yeah, I'd go to all these German places who are like, would you like a slice of cheese on some bread? Brunch. Oh, yeah. And we'll call it brunch. Yeah. And I'm like, let's add some elements to this dish. Yeah. Yeah. It is It is funny that more people aren't catching on to that here because the good brunch <laughs> spots are just, I mean, rammed. used to be rammed. Like, rammed. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that that's the case in a lot of cities, but I don't think it's as bad as here. Like, it's crazy. And I, I hate saying this, but like... I would say 95% of the brunch spots that do really well here are either Australian or New Zealand. That is actually owned. true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, you guys know good food. You know brunch. Yeah. Maybe you invented so, it. Who knows? Well, I think we kind of did maybe. But also, I mean, like what I'm saying is it's really hard having so many talents and Sometimes it just, you, I can't sleep at night. You know? That's the thing. It's hard to say that's what it's about. It's about focusing. You, know, you have path. to say no to the other paths. There are yeah. other ones possible, but yeah. Yeah. That's so, it. But also if you're having a restaurant, it's struggling. You think you're going to veer into the brunch market. You need to contact me. I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. I've got the salmon. I've got the eggs. I've got the shakshuka. I'll do Ooh, it all. Shakshuka. Shakshuka. Okay, oh, my face. The end. The end, Penny's rant. <laughs> I have a rant as well, and it's also German. Love it. It's also German related. Damn it. Sometimes we catch ourselves doing this, but this one is Oops. more like a real sort of funny. I just I can't get over it. And I've talked about it so many times. I've probably talked oh, about it in the podcast before. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, you haven't. The the doctor situation in Germany. Okay. So mm. I went to the mm-hmm. doctor. I'm just going to tell the story. And I know that I'm talking about myself being naked, but it's just how it has to be. So I went <laughs> to- led with that. Yeah, exactly. This is a naked story. So basically, I went to the German dermatologist for a skin cancer check, okay? Because I have very fair skin. <laughs> I also have a lot of moles. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, Molly, I don't know Molly. if I can say that on the podcast, but I just did. So I, I just ha- I'm, I'm basically the perfect candidate for skin cancer. Okay, I've known this Aww. for a long time. I've also been burnt a couple of times, like by the sun, pretty badly. So I'm just very aware that it could happen. So I go get checked very often. So I went to this new place though that's really close to my new house, and um, really great reviews online. I go in there, and um, the receptionist brings me into a room. And she's like, okay, like, you know, the doctor's going to be with you in just a couple minutes. You can just um, undress here and just wait for her. It's like a right? little tissue on the she floor, She put right? a tissue on the floor and was like, you can stand <laughs> on this. And uh, and she want, and by the way, when I say, like, she wanted me to just to get completely naked and stand on this tissue and wait for the doctor, who I've never met, to come into the, to the room to introduce themselves to me while I'm just <laughs> completely naked. Like, to me, that is mind-boggling, right? It's mind-boggling for I me, mean, too. You need a little place that you, you sit down first, right? You should be able to sit down first with your clothes on yeah. and your dignity intact. <laughs> shake hands with the doctor or fist bump, whatever. That's it, yeah. Have so a little I, chat. It was just, it, yeah, like, or just give me a goddamn robe. You know, that's really all it would take. Like a very thin, I, I don't need it to be, you know, very thin doctor robe. Like that's mm. all 
That's what they do in Canada. Like, I don't understand. This would not take Maybe much effort. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe all the doctor robes are kind of being used by really sick people. I doubt that very much, but fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so all I'm saying is it just, I just don't get that whole system, how people are like, I cannot be the only one who's uncomfortable standing in a room naked where there are, there, this room had two doors. So you, you know what I mean? It's like, where is she coming in? Where's like, front, who else is going to see? Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, cra- it was crazy madness. Anyway, um, and you know, getting a skin cancer check, by the way, you should do it, but it's pretty horrific. Really? They, go, they have to look everywhere, Penny. Why though? Everywhere. Like, your butt never sees the letter date, does it? Well, they checked. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm not going to have one. I've only got three moles and they're all... Yeah, you'll be fine. They're all just up there. The olive skin tone people, you know, the people that... Ha- Although we shouldn't say that. Like, you should get That's checked. True. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, you know, if you're... I'm very... I think I will... Yeah, I'm prone to it, I think. Anyway, yeah. that's a wrap. I'm just, that was just, <laughs> if you're a doctor or you know a doctor, just why don't you plant the seed, you know? Whip of, out a robe. Maybe we should get robes, you know? That's all I'm saying. I mean, it would be so easy. Anyway, thank you and good night. Lifestyle. As some of you may know, I'm in my mid to late 30s. Mm-hmm. I've been putting off having a baby for 36 years. <laughs> And now I've decided I don't want one because it oh. sounds really hard and nobody mm. sells it well. And we've talked about these on the podcast before. Like mums are always like, I haven't slept in five years and my hair fell out and my, my boobs sagged and my husband doesn't have sex with me anymore. Oh, man. I don't have a social life and I lost my job. And, but it's all totally worth it. And you're like, it doesn't sound like it, woman. So uh, this is a PSA. If you're a mom, you've got to give us some good stories. Send us the cute pics, et cetera. That's actually, basically, yeah, that's true. Because I do think that women these days, or at least in our sort of circles, they're, it's less about, like, they're, they're more talking about the losses than the gains. And I'll and tell like, you why. I've had a good think about this. And I th- um, I think this also goes for childbirth stories as well because mm. at the end of the day, like my friend had a baby recently whom I love very, very much. She sent around a video that was just her just telling the childbirth story once and for all so she doesn't have to repeat it a thousand times, right? Okay. Because people do ask about this. So like, and how did it go? You how know, the birth? How many hours? Did you have the thing? Did you have that other thing? Right. And it got to a point where she hit this certain, she was like, and then this happened and then this happened and then that happened. And I was just like, and I'm out. That sounds <laughs> Yeah, so why do people need to know scary. that? But I'll tell you why. Because I think at the end of the day, like, it's a, that person has done something extremely painful and gotten through it. It's kind of an achievement. Don't yeah. you think? Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, giving birth went, is definitely... Yeah, like if I went through that much pain, you you would know about it for sure. Like I currently <laughs> yeah. have a paper cut on my finger and my boyfriend has been hearing about it all day. Yeah, that's so right. So like I think it's kind of okay. like I want people to know, maybe these women are like, I want people to know what I went through because it really was a lot. Yeah, and that's it's just true. This, okay. You know what I mean? I, okay, so I, and don't I don't blame them. I don't mean that we should like sugarcoat it or make it sound better or whatever, but it, I think it is deterring a lot of people 
from 100%. having kids. 100%. I'm actually terrified of childbirth, like yeah. really scared. Um, and also like I think the other factor is that now we're living in an economic climate where perhaps not everyone can has a partner, for example, or can afford to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So I think the people who do have babies are kind of like, I don't want to run around being like, I have a baby, I have a baby, it's really wonderful. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love my baby so much, it's the best thing I ever did because mm-hmm. people don't like that either. So they're kind of like trying to ba- – I think it's them trying to balance expectations and reality and so on and so forth. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. I I was uh, – I'm obviously – I don't know if you're a long-time listener to this podcast, but I've been trying to write a flipping book for about 100 years. Um and I'm like more excited about finishing this flopping book than having a baby by about a jillion. Hmm. And I feel like that's a social thing as well. Like maybe that society rewards writing books more than it does having babies. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would yeah. say so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting. So what I thought was the best way to approach this decision is let's have a vote. Everyone on this podcast that listens to this podcast, I want you to write me an email. Mm-hmm. The link is in the show notes and say, Penny, yes or no, you should or shouldn't have a baby. And I'll tally the votes and I will act, act accordingly post haste, like immediately. <laughs> immediately. I love this. This is really exciting, you guys. Yeah, this is crowdsourced living. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. Let's let's learn more about Penny, shall we? Because she seems like such an interesting character. And it happens to be uh. her birthday tomorrow. So while you're writing those emails telling her <laughs> whether she should have a child or not, also wish her a happy birthday on the side, you know? Yes, please. Because that would be wonderful. Um, so what I have prepared for the <laughs> special birthday segment for Penny is a series of would-you-rather questions. Okay. And— uh, so you can a- answer these in depth or not in depth. I'm going to start with <laughs> light ones, and then we're going to get potentially kind of dark. So just brace oh, yourselves. That sounds like so much fun. I know. I knew you'd Are like. Are we going to talk about ones. death on my birthday? Um, is there one Please, about Brit- death? Yes. Um, Jokes. well, there's it's 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 not about death, but it is. Well, it is actually death-esque. about death. Death. It's morbid. It's morbid. Yeah, there's some morbidity yeah. coming your way. So for <laughs> first, let's let's just start it, you know, easy peasy. So, Penny, would you rather have hands that kept growing as you got older <laughs> or feet that kept growing as you got older? How is really that big a hands or really big that feet? It's a horrible. Well, actually, you know what? Brittany has a game at her house, which is basically this mm-hmm. thing. Like, would it's you one of my faves. And both the options are so bad yeah. that I left feeling really depressed. I was like, <laughs> my future of having either really large hands or really large feet, it doesn't sound That's my whole, my whole. I'd go the feet, honestly. I think that was a good call. Really yeah, big hands. I don't want people, I don't want it up where people can see them. Exactly. You can hide big feet more or less. <laughs> okay, I love that. Okay. Okay. Would you rather not be able to open any closed doors, as in no matter if they're locked or unlocked, if a door is closed, you're unable to open it, or not be able to close any open doors? <gasps> oh my God. It's a tough one, right? 
definitely I need to be able to close open doors because I have a perennial fear of being murdered in my house. Okay. So if I go in a door, then I have to be able to close it behind me. Great. Oh, my God. No, that makes sense. You know that all of these things, if they happened to me, we couldn't be friends anymore. (laughs) I'd have, I'd go psychotic. I'd be committed to an institution. I know. I'm so sorry. I didn't think about the repercussions. I really didn't think about the repercussions of this game. Okay. (laughs) I'm sending Penny into a tailspin. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm up for it. Would you rather have out of control body hair (laughs) or a strong, pungent body odor? Um, <laughs> are we this talking is really body hair tough. like on the face as well? I think like on my so. forehead and everything. I think so. Well, body hair. Maybe it's not. It's not facial hair. Maybe it's body. Well, maybe hair. like underarms, arms, legs, but I think, and pubic region. Yeah, but I yeah, but I think also maybe you know maybe you've got a bit of chest Shoulders. hair, shoulder hair. <laughs> I've always wanted chest hair. Okay, <laughs> I take the hair because you can get it lasered off. I would sp- I would be throwing money at the lady who lasers everything. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so we- suck eggs, Brit. You All can't right. Get fair me there. enough. You got around that one. I All won't right. be stinky. Now we're gonna get like pretty dark. Okay. <laughs> it's like Fucking head to toe body hair wasn't dark enough. Okay. Far this out. is actually I I I almost regret getting get putting this question there, but now I have to ask you it because it's right there. Okay. This is so bad. Okay. It's not funny either. It's terrible. Okay. If you don't want to answer it, you just tell me, okay? Would you rather accidentally be responsible for the death of a child? Oh, fuck. Okay, sorry. Or accidentally be responsible for the death of three adults? Oh, my God. (laughs) What's worth more, Penny? (laughs) This is terrible. I'm so sorry. I think I uh, okay. So here's here's me weighing it up. Mm-hmm. The child, how what what I what age are we talking? I, I, I under ten. A baby. Okay. Oh. The thing is, I don't want to rob a parent of their child. Well, that's true. I think I'd have to take the three adults. Yeah. I don't want to. No. But I have to. That's the work that I do to bring you guys entertainment on this podcast every <laughs> week. I will kill three adults for your laughter. <laughs> that was, I think that's a good answer. That makes you seem less like a monster, you know? Oh, um, my Even God, though it's Brit. three people, you know, but it's still, I think it's a better choice. I do. I but, think so. I, but once you're an adult, you can die. Like exactly. That's, that's why. At least those people time. had like more, you know. They um, got to do years. A bit. Exactly. But also, like parents don't recover from losing. Exactly. So really, you're killing like a whole family. Okay. Sorry. Let's move on. No more about death. I, I promise. Okay. Uh, would you oh rather wake up in the middle of an unknown desert, <laughs> or wake up in a rowboat on an unknown body of water? Those are both terrible options. Awful. Yeah. Really terrible. One of my greatest fears is large bodies of water. Ooh, okay. Have you ever seen that show, I Shouldn't Be Alive or whatever, or I Survived? I've heard of this, yeah, but I've never seen it. 
So there's like a couple of episodes where people go scuba diving and then they get left in water for like three days. Right. That is my worst nightmare. I think I'd probably just try to kill myself because wow. I couldn't handle the fear. Um, but basically more death. Um, so in the middle of an unknown desert. Yeah. So you don't know where you are in either scenario. Like what would you feel? Where do you think you'd have a better chance of survival in a desert? The boat. The boat. The, I know, right? The boat is the right yeah. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Desert, yeah. it's a full nightmare. But I, okay. don't, I don't like it. No, I, <laughs> I get that. Okay, the last one's a little bit more fun, but it's also, it's, I think Thank it's kind God. of telling. Okay, this is the last one. <laughs> Would you rather have everything on your phone right now, browsing history, photos, messages, everything, oh, no. made public to anyone, oh, to, oh. Any, to anyone who searches your name? Oh, no. Okay, that's the Continue. first option. Secondly, never be able to use a cell phone again. Def, I would, I would have to take never use a cell phone again. Really? I could lose my livelihood if people <laughs> knew what was on my phone. Because <laughs> people don't You're get my total... sense of humor. It's yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. But also, like, I would just be so embarrassed. But wait a minute. Maybe I'm not. I mean, I'm not famous. So maybe who would totally. see it? Totally. That's the thing. I could move to a different country. Yeah. To China, where there's no Google or whatever. They don't have Google, right? Sorry. They have heavy surveillance. I'd even be more Well, I know. There. Well, of course. They'd but, be like, that bitch is deranged. Okay, but what I'm saying is, um, like, I actually think I would rather, I would rather just give it all up. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, what's the worst? I'm just now thinking about what's on my phone at the moment. And it's really funny because most of my, since I quit, um, Instagram, I really don't take many photos at all. Yeah. So I just have like the whole like last 20 photos are, are these like really close-up shots of my eczema <laughs> because I had a dermatologist appointment the other day and I was like, I don't want it because sometimes when you have those appointments, you wait like three months for the appointment and yeah. then you have nothing to show for it. And they're like, well... What am I going to do? Like, I can't photos. see anything. Yeah. So I took a bunch of photos. Um, yeah. It. So I guess nobody really cares about that. But there is definitely other stuff on there. But I like, also think you're not, like, as much as you are a big communicator, you're not, like, a big cell phone. Like, it's not, like, you're not obsessed about your phone, you know? Like, you might, I think if I said you can never have a laptop, that would be a different situation. But I think yeah. you could do fine without a cell phone. You could still have WhatsApp on your laptop, you know? Well, you can't have WhatsApp without a phone number. Oh, right, 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 right. But I could have a um, an old-fashioned phone. I feel like that would suit very well with my old lady vibe. <laughs> totally, yeah. yeah. 36 going on 66. Yeah, baby. Yeah, but like I've it. decided I'm turning 36 again this year just because. Oh, good. Because I feel like we don't have to count last year. Last year sucked. Last year didn't count at all. Yeah, no. everybody should be like just one year should be taken. You know what I mean? Don't we have an extra me. year, not taken from you, given to you. <laughs> Everyone should lose one year of their life. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay, good great. Lord. Um, Penny, from me and from all of the happy hour listeners, I would just like to say happy birthday. And you are Thank fabulous. You so much. And, you know, just happy to have you in my life on a daily basis. <laughs> Killing three adults. Yeah. In my car. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh. I think that was the right choice, though. 
Um, I do too. I hope that everybody learns a little something, a little something new that they might not have known before about Penny from our little. Maybe would you that's rather something that you didn't want to know? Yeah, before. could have been. Could have been. Would you like to know a birthday fact about me? Yes. Everybody, uh, <laughs> I tell this to literally anyone who asks when my birthday is. I'm like, April 23rd, same day as William Shakespeare was born and died. Ooh, that's a good one to share. I mean, dying on your birthday. Would you rather die on your birthday or, or die on Christmas? Hmm. On my birthday, because then it ruins Christmas for a lot of people. <laughs> You know what I mean? Then people are like, oh, this is the day Brittany Brittany died. Such a ride or die Christmas addict. Right. I mean, I don't want to ruin Christmas for anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can with you. Good. I'm glad we decided. (gasps) Wait, I have one more hypothetical for you. Okay. But maybe we should actually bring that into the last segment, the send off. Okay. So everybody can look forward to that after this short musical break. (laughs) Okay, great. Penny, tell me. I guess you're like, shut up, Penny. Um, Would, okay, if you could choose to know when you're going to die, would you know? Would you decide to know? Definitely not. Like, really? Because I would. I know, that's crazy. We've talked about this before, and I can't even believe that you would want to know. It's insane. Well, then you can plan accordingly. You're a control freak. I am, actually, yeah. Surely you would want to know. I feel like this would actually be a huge benefit. I might start seeing a psychic. Maybe that would be my new hobby for 2021. Don't worry, everybody. Ooh. I'll talk her out of it. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm okay. I mean, the thing is, I am a control freak, but I'm also like uh, practical and I know that that wouldn't serve me well. You know what I mean? It just wouldn't serve me well. I would, it would weird things would fabulously. happen. If no. I were like, you're going to get hit by a car when you're 42, I'd be like, all right, <laughs> let's get started. <laughs> I would let's do lots do of things. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to go to Tibet. You know what I mean? But that's the whole thing that they say, then you should probably go to Tibet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's on the agenda. All it's right. a fucking pandemic, Brit. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right, everybody, uh, think about that while you're going to sleep tonight (laughs) (laughs) and have sweet dreams. Sally. (laughs) Oh, and another thing, just a quick reminder before we let you go. Don't be a dick. Please don't be a dick. Only I'm allowed to do that because it's my birthday. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Bye. Okay. Bye.